Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, welcome to the Positivity Podcast. On today's episode, I am with Mills, and he is a civil servant with much experience with the military, number 10 Downing Street, the royal family, and much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And we talk about the current situation at the minute that we are all facing with COVID-19. So um, I hope you take something positive from it and um, apply it to your day. Enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Possibility, 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 Tune in. Hi, Adam. Hi, Hi Mavis, you all right? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, life treating you all right? You're good, good. Yeah, yeah, so far, yeah. Likewise. Yeah, weird times, but um, you're making the most of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, it is weird times, you're right. And uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, trying to be, you know, as productive as I can, yeah. really. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, at first, you know, it's like you get you get thrown all this time and you're a bit like, oh, Christ. Yeah. Um, I think we're not used to it, are we? We're not used to this much downtime. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. But yeah, just being, uh, you know, kind of planning things. Uh, Good. Writing on LinkedIn, so I've seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just uh, get into the habit of posting content on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, just get into the habit of you know creating more, you know creating content in the week, and I think it helps when you have a plan and uh, you have a list of things to do. Yeah, I think that's right, and you really need structure at a time like this. It's so easy to go from like you know rambling around during the day, having a nap, Netflix. Mm. Mm. Uh, is it wine o'clock yet? Staying up late, <laughs> uh, getting up late, and it all, it's it's fun for a day or two, but um, it, yeah, it's not a great pattern to settle into i don't think even though we could it's not going to do us much good um yeah. and even if we don't have much structure a bit of structure is good yeah that's like it, exactly. yeah 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 I've, but uh, yeah get into you know the rest of you domino effect you just feel a bit sluggish yeah absolutely that's right and and um Although I think the changing weather, I mean, it's pretty bright here again, uh, is helping and the clock's going forward mm. means we've got more more hours of daylight. So so hopefully that will all kick in and keep our spirits up as well. But um, yeah, yeah, it's difficult to plan for the future when we don't know what the future is going to look like. Mm. No, that's, that's very true, to be honest, because I think uh, it's quite unprecedented. It's quite unpredictable what's happening. Uh, very. Yeah, exactly. We're not, we're not used to that you know as people we kind of crave certainty we kind of need that certainty to kind of know where yep. we stand and what's happening yeah uh so we kind of can feel anxious and 
a bit overwhelmed at times, I think. I mean, I know, yeah, you know, I've had moments where I've kind of felt a bit anxious at times, you know, what's happening, but then you just have to kind of come back to yourself a little bit. Yeah, very much. I think a little bit of proportion is good. I mean, I, I the point I've been making to people I've been speaking with is, you know, we, we have no idea what the world is going to look like in three weeks, certainly three months, uh, and then six months and beyond that. Uh, could be, you know, uh, hugely, hugely different, hugely challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, things might never be the same uh, for a lot of families. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, businesses as kind of a secondary thing but still quite important associated mm. with that and uh, it seems to me like a lot of people are kind of rushing to sort of say hey brilliant the future is going to be a lot more people working from home and that's mm. probably true uh, and is a good thing for sure but you know if, if there's going to be like the smoking ruins of you know, economies and families devastated and health systems devastated mm, that fact mm. that if things get back to normal, a few more people can work from home isn't really the big, um, mm. you know, the, the, the big issue of our day. I think, I think no. it's great that people in a sense are talking about like normal, boring stuff. Hey, mm. Zoom's doing well. Skype's crap. Uh, working from home <laughs> will be good. But actually, you know, if I don't know, say in New York, and America, mm. uh, 200,000, 300,000, 400,000 people die. Uh, and that's, you know, those are all excess deaths in addition to what would normally happen with flu or something. Then that's going to have like profound effects. And, you know, mm. Russia will be even worse because they don't really have a health system, I guess. Don't know much mm. about Russia, but I'm assuming they don't even compared to America. Mm. Um, really, no one has any idea what what the world looks like is going to look like. Sorry, no, it's uh, it's definitely you know like these times that are happening now. People usually they've been comparing it to the war, and um, mm. Mm. you know, it's, I can kind of see why, but this is like nothing compared to the war. It's completely, you know, we yeah, it's so guy, totally different. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's yeah, the yeah. guy who I saw he was uh, interviewed. And he was a, he's a veteran of. He's quite an old guy. I think he's in his hundreds, hundred and something. Right. Uh, he survived. He saw. He lived through the first and second world war, yeah. and even he, he said, you know, with the war, you knew what the end goal was. You right. knew you had to defeat the enemy, yeah. and that was it. He said this. You know, we don't know what's going to happen, and um, yeah. it's quite unprecedented. And this is coming from a guy who lived both through both the wars. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's a really. Uh, totally agree with that uh, of course because someone's lived through an awful lot of stuff that thank god we we never will have to um but the, the other thing I, I was reading about trump now sort of saying if we get away with two hundred thousand uh excess deaths in america i'll regard that as like a victory um because if we'd done nothing 2.2 million might have died now that is really really bad communications that that's not going to work oh, but anyway if it is that lower number, uh, and, and picking up on your your war theme, that's still apparently more people than died in in Vietnam. Now they were all soldiers, and they were all sent away by the government to do what the government ordered. So it's very different to your nan or whatever you know dying mm-hmm. in a care home. But the numbers, the raw numbers, are are huge. And uh, if it, yeah. I'm I'm not American, so I don't fully get what Vietnam did to America, uh, but it was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know you, you'd be stupid to think that a similar number of deaths wouldn't fundamentally affect all sorts of stuff in America. And I, I personally don't think Trump will be able to explain that away. Um, but certainly the, the, his attempts at it are pretty shameful. Um, so who who knows what this will look like for politics in America? Mm. You know, well, I, I saw um, on Joe Rogan's podcast. I was watching him with Joey Diaz last night, and uh, mm. he was talking about they're about look, they're looking at the current situation, and they saw an article that's from the Texas governor, and he said that uh, let's just take a risk with the old people. That's what yeah. he said. Okay, yeah, that's and, nice. Uh, that's nice. And he, said, and he said they would rather. Um, kind of basically die um, normally without 
been killed by this virus. It's kind of like saying, you know, we'll it'll do the economy some good, and that's coming. You know, it's madness. Well, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's that sort of thing that uh, you know people might um, say over a, a few pints or something, and you know, know that it isn't for real, and you couldn't ever do it, and you shouldn't even think about it for real. But for for someone who's elected in a yeah. important influential post i mean it, it is kind of madness yeah and obviously he, he would he wouldn't want his own family to be the ones that die or him no. he might be quite an old person i don't know yeah um, he's in the 70s so oh there you go yeah but it's someone else he wants to die isn't it not him mm. <laughs> it's crazy i mean i did see another news post it was uh the is it the president or the prime minister of belarus oh yeah he's, okay he, have you seen that he's carrying on as normal um, and he said that the cure for the virus is vodka and uh, Turkish baths. Well, <laughs> and <they're> still, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still going um, on the door. I mean, I, I, I'm quite fond of vodka. Uh, I'm sure Turkish baths are, are phenomenal and they, they probably have some slight effect on your immune Perfect. system. But uh, they're not going to deal with, with a virus that causes cell death. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that's that's the, the the worrying thing about all this is people can have whatever sort of anti-vaxxer crazy ideas they want, and in America there's huge polarization between Republicans who generally think this virus is is a fiction invented by the left to undermine mm. Trump, and Democrats who think actually, generally speaking, it's not. <laughs> Um, and the yeah. president of Belarus uh, might might have his theories, but the the one thing you can argue with really is a virus because you, well it doesn't have ears, it doesn't have a brain, it doesn't care what you think. Um, it's just, just doing gonna, its job. It's yeah. just doing its job. It's going to come and it's going to kill you. Um, so there's a horrible sort of Darwinian thing. Uh, but but the problem is the rest of us innocent people get caught up in it as well because these folk are going to make the virus spread more than it would have done otherwise but the darwinian thing is you know if you screw with this thing it will kill you mm. um if you get into a um a wrestling match with a crocodile it's going to kill you uh mm. so why would you do it you might believe uh that your sacred amulets or your stomach full of vodka is gonna gonna protect you um well, there's only one way to find out, I suppose. Um, <laughs> give it a shot. But the problem is giving it a shot means you, you pass on the virus to, to the rest of us, yeah. Well, um, what, what kind of... Uh, have, you, have, you, have you experienced from going shopping and doing your kind of weekly shop? What have you noticed or how, how have you felt when you've gone out? I mean, generally, I mean, I, I'm pretty impressed with how how much common sense there is with um, the great British public, and and I'm sure it's the same for other European countries as well. I'm, I'm just not there, and you know, the speed with which people have, have changed their their behaviours, that supermarkets have put up shield, the you others know, plastic shields, and and mm. just tape on floors and stuff like that. The panic buying has died down. The supply chain has risen to get most of the stuff back on the shelves. Uh, it's pretty incredible, really. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, five, 10, 30 years ago, this would have been absolute disaster, I think. Uh, oh, not, yeah. not only would we get bored out of our minds and we wouldn't be able to communicate like this, uh, yeah, exactly. Netflix or YouTube or whatever else, um, but the panic buying would have created, you know, just horrific shortages of stuff. And yeah, there will be some vulnerable, vulnerable people who will be struggling to get hold of things there's a lot of people rallying around that you know it's going to be a million people eventually probably who are volunteering to be an nhs volunteer mm. i mean there's a lot of good news out there along with parties and people going for a walk that's too long and horrible criminals spitting in the face of police which happens mm. day in day out anyway mm. um but i, I think the, the the big story is uh, it's gone as well as it could have gone. Whatever you think of the Prime Minister and his ministers, they've followed the evidence and kept us safe, kept us communicated with. There hasn't been any panic. Um, 
the health system is, you know, doing the best it can. Um, we can worry about blame for under preparedness or whatever later, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, what, what do you think? I mean, Cornwall's very different probably to, you know, <laughs> uh, urban-ish Northampton, but are things generally all right? Um, yeah, it's been really strange, to be honest, I find. I mean, it's pretty quiet as it is anyway down here. In, 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 in winter slash spring? In winter slash spring, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I, I took my girlfriend home, like, kind of before all this kicked off. Um, yeah. River back to, you know, three towns, town bits. And um, on the dual carriageway, there's no cars. Yeah. And I was like, this is strange. It felt a bit like uh, Walking Dead, like post-apocalyptic. Yeah. yeah. Nighttime as well. And I was just like, I felt really uneasy. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, I went to the petrol station. There's no one around. And I was like, God, it's Saturday. This was on a Saturday. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus. Um, so I felt very strange. And then in the daytime, I've noticed a, a massive difference on the roads, like hardly any cars. Mm. Um, people are afraid to go out. I mean, down here, especially, a lot of people are much older. Yes. Especially where my mum lives. Um, you know, 85% of the people, you know, retired or... Yeah move down yeah um but i think you know the shops have been doing the best uh the deli down the road basically there was that there was kind of working as normal yeah and then i think a lot of people came down to kind of self-isolate mm. and kind of put more stricter measures in place so they put tables and chairs from the, in front of the doorway oh good um somebody would take your payment someone would collect your items you had a hand sanitizer they had gloves Perfect. And, and now they've, they're just doing collections and deliveries only. Sensible. But, yeah. Yeah. The, the spa shop are open there. You allowed one family member from each family in the shop. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty good, you know, they're taking it, taking it pretty It's all strong. really sensible stuff, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But I, I was saying to my mum the other day, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I find us as human beings, we're pretty amazing if you think. How we adapt for like yeah. I totally agree, and and you know most people spend a lot of their time moaning about you know the youth of today or how things have changed and people don't help one another and they don't talk. Actually, I, I don't believe most of that stuff. And you know, if if it were true, you wouldn't suddenly having have people doing what they're doing now. I mean, the, the Delhi, yeah, okay, they 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 need to keep in business. They need to. Um, they need to make money. Uh, let's not mm. say it too loudly. But they could also just have shut up. You know, mm. maybe they can afford to shut up shop for, for three or, or six months. It's quiet in the winter anyway. But they've, yeah. they've chosen not to. They've chosen to take the risk of carrying on serving people. Now, if mm. you're cynical, you could say, oh, yeah, they're capitalists who want to make a load of money. And I bet they've put up the price of their chorizo. Um, <laughs> they put the price of the toilet roll. Well, yeah, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I paid six pound for nine toilet rolls. Blimey, that is that is um, that is a lot. Yeah, uh, it's, okay. it's quite expensive as it is because of the area. But yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, they've clocked onto this and they're just adding an extra twenty five percent onto the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not good. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. Of this in in rural remote areas because as you say already stuff is is more expensive um and now if there's less of it clearly it's going to be mm. even more expensive. yeah i just i feel sorry for the yeah i feel sorry for like you know, the older people who can't get certain items i, I went to tesco one day and i could see if the old lady was looking to get some toilet roll and it all gone uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. But on on the upside, you know that that was relative for a relatively short time, and now things yeah. have, have have recovered. So yeah, it it was bad, but now you know people have calmed down. I think they realise that you know we're not going to be stuck at home. Well, we are going to be stuck at home, but we're not going to have to only eat pasta tin, for month, month after month, um, <laughs> and there will be enough toilet roll. Tim beans, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. I mean, um, I think it's quite primitive thinking, isn't it? When you think, when you look at it, 
and uh, how human beings react out of fear. Um, yeah, but I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm quite sympathetic because basically it's all you can do. You know, the virus is going to get you or not. You can take reasonable precautions with, with, with your health and, and keeping clean and the rest of it. But ultimately, the only thing you can do to protect yourself and your family at all, really, is making sure you've mm. got a stock of food and essentials or what you believe are essentials at home. So I can see how it happens. But um yeah, it's unhelpful when when it's everyone doing it, but it wasn't everyone. That's the other thing as well. It was mm. a relatively small number of people. Um, but you know, it could be worse. You know, a few fights, a few scuffles here yeah. and there. But you know, no one's dead, as far as we know, from 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 fighting for <laughs> aloe vera toilet roll at Lidl. It's good um, stuff. <laughs> and you know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not six pounds for nine either. Um, and then maybe it's going to going to change mm. people's behaviour next time round in in a good way, um, because we've learned that we can we can afford to be calm about things. Yeah, perhaps. No, of course. I think I think it's a big wake up call, um, a massive wake up call, mm. and like it, I think it shows how you know fragile we are. Uh, how you know not I mean as people, but like how fragile the system is. Um, with in terms of work, like you know, you think of a disaster, a virus, the supply chains go down. Yeah, their businesses shut down, um, and you know, just in general life, you know, something comes along like this, it just kind of makes you realise, you know, we're not Superman. Oh no, that's true. Yeah, it reminds us that we are we are humans. We're just other animals that catch viruses, and there's actually not a great deal you can do about it other than what they did mm. like hundreds of years ago. Uh, like I hadn't realized. And then when I realized it's like, why didn't I know that? That quarantine comes from, I think the Italian or, or Latin for, for 40 days, which is what, um, how long people used to isolate their, their sort of towns oh, wow. or castles or villages from, from one another. So it's like, Oh wow. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's <laughs> why it's that word. Um, yeah. But it's 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 kind of like, other than you know, being uh, isolated from people, mm. there's not a great deal you can do. Um, obviously, there's a few people who are self-medicating and interpreting President Trump's uh, endorsement of certain certain medicines, and, and they're ending up being dead and so on. But but you know. Um, that always happens as well. There's always a certain amount of people who will will try and do, I suppose, the right thing to mm. to keep themselves healthy, but you know, misunderstand that you know if you've got um, a medicine that's got a, a chemical name, as mm. funnily enough, most of them do. Um, that if you find a compound in in fish tank cleaner that has some of that name in it, it doesn't mean that that's the same <laughs> thing. But you know what can you do you know it's it's bound to happen no. not many people will do it um it, it's unfortunate I, I sort of see why people would end up being so desperate to protect themselves to keep themselves alive uh that they would do this but um you can't you, you can't protect people mm. from themselves really it's just a little bit of common sense isn't it Well, I think, you know, if people are really, really stressed um, and they're only talking to other people who are really, really stressed um, and they're perhaps, you know, depressed or have other mental health issues going on as well, what what counts as common sense might be quite different to what mm. you and I might think is common sense. So, yeah, of course you're right. No one would say <laughs> no, Adam. <laughs> you're totally wrong about common sense. Um, but I think it all depends on what state you're in as mm. to what you see as common sense. I mean, some people might see, I'm so desperate not to get this thing. I'll I'll take anything. And, and what, what harm could, or how lucky I am that I've discovered, how clever I am, I've discovered that this aquarium cleaner <laughs> happens to have um, hydrochloroquine or whatever it is in it. But it, was, it wasn't that on its own. It was, oh, wow. you know, in a compound or something else. Um, I think. I think I did see that. But, I think yeah. I saw that on the internet. Someone had taken that thing that you're talking about, but then it has this. Mm. And even if you did have the virus, it would then react with. 
Christ, like you wouldn't ingest TNT, would you? So I mean, why, why even take that stuff? But I suppose it's being told that uh, yeah, it I helps think, you then. Yeah. This... I mean, it, it's also people are always looking for the silver bullet, aren't they? You know, they're looking for the the one thing that cures everything. They're looking for the supplement that makes them. Uh, more muscular, uh, have more stamina, uh, live longer, be smarter, be more beautiful. I mean, we all, we all, in a sense, mm. we all want that easy fix. And so, if if the president says, "Hey, it looks like this medicine's going to be amazing," uh, might not. He then went on, as he always <laughs> does, to say, "Might not be. It might be. I don't know. We'll have to see." <laughs> his favorite phrase, one of his favorite phrases. Um, but you know, it. it he, Someone like that should should know that every word he says is super important, and people but will will do stuff which, um, yeah, exactly, because uh, they are desperate, um, and therefore he should never have said anything about those drugs because mm. it's unproven. They need to be tested, and obviously, you, you know, you don't mix. Well, you know, you, you, no one is going to be recommended to take a uh, aquarium tank cleaner because. That's not the, the the pure version of of, of the substance. It's it's mixed Crazy in with loads stuff. of other things. Um, mm. But he doesn't care, does he? So you know, but you know, I think that might be quite a good thing mm. to talk about for a little bit, which is how you know with um, sports direct and Weatherspoons and Trump, people who are people who are horrible and have got mm. bad corporate values, they don't get better in a crisis they just become even more extreme mm. and horrible. That's my theory. What do you think? Like, thinking about Sports Direct and Weatherspoons yeah, and, I, and all that Yeah, I madness. totally agree with that, because I, I saw a post um, that Mike Ashley, is it Mike Ashley? He said that they should be out, yeah, his yeah, staff yeah. are key workers because their equipment yeah. is essential sports equipment, and people need essential sports equipment during the process to exercise. Mm. And I was like... Just madman, well, yeah. Which yeah. I sort of get. I sort of get that in a way, but I can, I can see his understanding. Yeah, but um, you know, it's, it's a retail yeah. shop. Whilst all the other retail shops are closed, you stay <laughs> yeah. open like that. No, it's fine. Yeah, but he could have said, "Look, I'm going to shut and look after all my people," which would shock people straight away. Um, but remember, Sports Direct has an amazing, super fast, super reliable, cheap as chips oh, yeah. online ordering system, and you can get all of our stuff online. And we're better than Amazon or something. Instead of which, he's he, you know, totally screwed up. Obviously, the shop still had to shut. Now people think he's even more of a mm. insert mm-hmm. unsayable word mm. that begins with a C, ends with a T, uh, than than before. What, awesome. Yeah, he, I saw well he apologised to the government. He emailed the government about it. They didn't reply. Then he he apologised and said, <laughs> "Oh well, they've probably got you know more um, important things to deal with at the minute." And I'm like, well, Christ, like, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Wake up. Yeah, and you you can't apologise your way out of this, especially him. I mean, you know, there's no. An apology for him is worth what? Mm. Anything? Nothing? You know, it, it's just not going to cut it, is it? You can't apologise after trying to do something like that because you yeah. should never have tried no, to do exactly. it. I think, like, what were you saying? Like, you know, uh, and I think there's Westerns. I, I didn't read much into Westerns, but I did see that the the boss of the company said he, he, he couldn't see why they wanted to close or something like that. They, you, you, you could, he didn't want to close. Basically. Yeah, basically, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is a bit crazy. I mean, it, it, it keys into what we all thought, which is, hey, this is just like flu. It's not really a big deal. Uh, it, it's mainly going to be old people who might have died of the flu anyway. Um, let's just keep things in, in perspective. Now, it happens to be that, that that was all kind of wrong. You know, it is much worse than, than the flu and that if you've got an underlying condition and even if you don't, you might die. It's not mm. a gamble worth taking. And, you know, it's annoying, uh, more than annoying. It's tragic that so many businesses have to shut. But actually, it's it's the only thing to do. Um, 
and for someone who you know he he runs a what appears to be quite a success well a very successful chain mm. of 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 pubs um to to take the risk of going to war with the government about staying open when he's on the right side of this government for all the stuff he did mm. being pro brexit was mm. very very dangerous but then you read a little i'm no expert on weatherspoons um mm. i've been in a few but uh we'll perhaps come on to that in a sec about mm. what they're actually like you know in peacetime are, are they a great example of responsible alcohol retailing um but anyway when i did a little bit of reading uh i.e two stories i think about weatherspoons they are in a really really bad position with with corporate debt oh, wow. so actually them shutting probably means i would i would guess it's extremely likely that, that the whole chain will fold anyway um so no wonder in a sense that he's desperately trying to keep them open but you know there was no point you're, you're not going to persuade the government to allow you to to keep the pubs open and frankly you shouldn't have been mm. in a bad debt position i never knew that there was in a position of debt no i didn't either uh until people started exploring you know why it was he was being so uh outspoken about staying open you know kind of like no smoke about fire there has to be a reason and that that appears to be don't quote me on it uh that appears to be the reason that um they do have a big debt problem and obviously if, if you've not got cash coming in you can't keep paying back your mm. back your loans and you know we might be forgiven on our our debts but i very much doubt that banks will will feel the same That's about crazy it. isn't it it is really but it's that thing also of um you know if you're if you're running a fundamentally weak business or you're a bad leader and then a crisis comes along it's gonna Mm. it's gonna shake you um because you can't it's too big to fight so you're not going to come out of a crisis stronger Mm. than you went in if you went into it strong you'll come out I think some people might come out of it stronger, but not many. But you, you'll come out of it at least slightly weakened. If you go into it weakened, like carrying loads of debt, fundamentally with the wrong sort of people leading the company, could be mm. Sports Direct, who knows, um, you're going to come out of it in, in an even worse position. And you might not come out of it. And actually, maybe you mm. shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't have been in, in such a bad position. Maybe you shouldn't have been such a bad person uh originally and uh maybe this is you know the system correcting the problem is all those you know young retail workers largely in in sports direct if it folds will will be out of a job and that's because the people running the company didn't care enough to make it Mm. a well-run business but it just shows as well like by him wanting to stay open he's thinking about himself he's not thinking about his staff, yeah. his employees, and their health and their welfare. So it kind of shows Absolutely. that someone's being selfish and they're thinking about themselves. Yep, hundred percent. That's exactly 100%. right. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, going back to like what a Weatherspoons looks like at eleven o'clock on um, in the morning or uh, on a in the morning. Yeah, in in uh, the King Standing area of Birmingham, where I used to pop in for for a coffee once in a while. Um, you know, it's a pretty mm. depressing scene. Most of your clientele are old uh, or uh, mm. vulnerable, I would say, and with quite a lot of underlying health conditions. Your average uh, client is probably a lot more likely to uh, to be killed mm. off by the mm. virus than someone going to a virgin gym, and yet virgin gyms shut mm. when, when they were meant to. So not only does Weatherspoons not care about their employees, they also don't care about their average customer. And he sure as hell knows who his average customer is because every time he visits his pubs and he visits mm. several a week when they're open, he sees oh, them. Yeah. He sees them. It is madness. Like, with, with like the Weatherspoons, like, I remember I went to one when I was at college. I had a breakfast. I mean, I've been to them, you know, before, but mm. I had a... A breakfast one morning before I went to college when I was in Nottingham and um yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. living the dream 
And um, it was just like last minute. <laughs> I felt a bit sick because I was on my breakfast. There was a guy who was on his like third yeah. pint of the yeah. day. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know, right. everyone's in a exactly. different situation, but like you said, with this clientele, you know, you'd think we'd be empathic yeah. and be like, you know, majority of the people who come into my pubs are X, Y, Z age. You know, I need to look after them. Yeah. But like you said, I think when a crisis happens, it brings the best and the worst out of people. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I, I was listening to Joe Rogan and he said that with what's happening, China are kind of kind of getting back to normality, I think, a little bit. And they they could overtake the yep. the United States and like the economy and being better off. He said, you know, if something like this said he was saying like, you know, the the world changes, you know, back in the day, years and years ago, England dominated the majority of um, and then you know yep. it was America. Now it's kind of changing and he said, you know, China might overtake America through this. And I think this is why there's a lot of yep. political stuff, isn't there, going off? Yeah, I mean, like in sure, trade and all um, that. The, the virus is, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, for sure, the virus will will kill a lot more old and unhealthy. Um, yeah, people with with underlying health conditions who are older than than younger people, and. I guess the thing about China without knowing fully, but anyway, I guess the thing about China and a lot of um, the developing world is the vast majority of their populations mm. are young, like under 30, under 40, uh, which officially makes me old, which is kind of sad, um, which, which means that they will most likely have very mild symptoms. They will bounce back pretty quickly they're very, they're under a lot of, of pressure to to go back to work because the families back in the villages they come mm-hmm. from need the money sent back from, you know, the factories they work in. The government sure as hell wants everyone to be back at work as quickly as possible. Um, but actually, you could say they are in, a, as a nation, they're in a fitter state to to bounce back and kind of rebound beyond mm-hmm. the point they're at before. Uh, than than we are with our older mm. populations, um, and with, um, with with the sort of yeah with, with the upset that's going to come with something that is unprecedented to us. You know, may, maybe people dying of of things like this is is more common in other countries, and so psychologically they're yeah. more prepared for it. Which is not to say that's good; it's pre- mm. perhaps just a fact. Um, but yeah, uh, the average age of people in the West is just so much higher Other than uh, in Southeast Asia. And, and yeah, absolutely, and most of Africa. So, yeah, it, it, it could be something that, that gives them mm-hmm. an advantage. Um, normally, it's seen as a disadvantage having a huge amount of very youthful people because it's difficult to find mm. work for them all, uh, especially if there is a bit of a recession. But you know, we are still going to want lots and lots of cheap, high quality kettles, TVs, mm. phones, you name it. That's not going to go away. How much money we've got to spend on it might go away. But, you know, some essentials uh, we are, we're, well, and non-essential things we're, we're, mm. we're always going to want. The world will return to a sort of a normality. But, yeah, there, there could be different countries who are much, much more... Um, powerful than, yeah. than they went into this just by luck in a way you know it was uh, this this is hardly you know a, a a plot despite what conspiracy theorists think this is hardly going to be a plot that the chinese have hatched That's right. um That's right. but yeah i mean i i really doubt it i really really doubt it you know people who are developing bioweapons would would normally be developing them to to make their own people um, not die, uh, immune to yeah. the bioweapon, yeah, not die, because you know China also faces the risk that if uh, if if enough of their population get really really upset at the handling of something, 
uh, even a even a repressive regime like China has no chance of of killing them all or, or locking them all up. Um, and as we've seen, there have been some some protests in China, um, some fights between rival police forces mm. and such like. So the government will be a bit alarmed by that. But um, yeah, I, I don't think. No. It'll so be so a bio you don't think it's a um, but you you don't think China made it. And as a bioweapon, because I've seen loads of theories online. Um, people talk about it, yeah. and they said that the stock market of China had a significant increase when all this was happening. Um, and that, it... yeah, that that could be. But then you've got the government there, which, which is potentially under a situation like that, fearing for its survival which will be pumping so much money in. I mean, it, it, they'll be pumping it in far quicker mm. than they can print it um, to, to keep everything up because, you know, so many ordinary Chinese citizens have money invested in, in stocks yeah. and shares, which, like us, they barely mm-hmm. understand, but they do know what red on a screen means mm. and it isn't good. So they, they really don't want people... Um, rushing to withdraw their money from uh, from their investments, and then all, all the damage that would do to the to the system would be absolutely catastrophic. So I, I imagine that they they would have injected, you know, as much money as as you could imagine um, to to prop up the mm. the stock market um, and the value of, of of lots of those industries. And fundamentally, of course, those industries are are in good shape because. Almost everyone is going to be connected to to the rest of the world directly mm. or indirectly. Mm. So you know whether you're making, um, you know plastics for, you know some middleman, or whether you're making kettles for Tesco, um, you're you're all you're all connected in in China to the global economy, which will mm. recover. Um, and so you know in the medium to long term, any any business in in China. Is probably quite a good mm, bet. Mm. You think of how many things come from China. Like we've had a massive, yeah. Like I think it's a big yeah. wake call in that aspect as well. Like I went on Amazon. I typed in uh, face masks, protective gear. Yeah. A lot of it comes from China. Majority of it comes from China. Yeah. And you know, like yeah, Screwfix, which is a company which sells uh, things for like you know the trade, building trade and stuff, masks, gloves. Yep. And um, I went online to look at the masks. All of them sold out. And even yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. went on one to click and collect it. It was gone within ten minutes. And you think they're, they're getting yeah. it in from China? Yeah. It's coming in from China. It's going, you know, and it's yeah. been sold and it's gone. And um, I think that's a wicked call as well because I think like supply chains um, in this situation, you know, something like this happens because they had to close everything over there, didn't they? So you think. Yeah, if there's anything that while, we need, yeah. we can't get it. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, it it might just mean we need to have a few more stockpiles of stuff. So, you know, mm. rather than relying on everything coming in just in time, for certain things, we might say, actually, we always want to have two weeks supply of the worst case, huge quantities of, of that mm. important thing. And, you know, with these face masks and stuff, you know, I, I don't know what they're being manufactured for, like the basic ones in China, but it, it would be pennies mm. per per face mask. Well, um, there is zero chance that you're going to be able to produce them here oh, for yeah. pennies. Um, so actually, they've become the world's best uh, place to manufacture this stuff. Um, and that's probably right, because... You know, if someone is really good at something, they should mm. carry on doing it. We shouldn't necessarily try and mm. try and copy them. The the questions otherwise would be: Are we prepared to pay, let's say, a pound for a face mask, which, if imported from China, would and stockpiled with that reserve, would cost twenty five p? Are we prepared to pay a pound to have someone in Stockport make it? Do you know the answer is going to be no? Because, you know, if, if a surgeon or um, a frontline nurse gets through, I don't know, 10 or 15, I forget how often you have mm. to replace these masks, but it's, it's very frequently for them to be effective. If you're going to get through 10, 20 Jeez. a day, that's 10 or 20 qu- qu- quid mm. versus whatever that is times 25p. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm I, I'm not sure that reversing globalization and making everything ourselves is is really what what we can do. It's more like, I guess, perhaps how we can look after yeah. everybody as humans mm. everywhere. Um, could China have handled it differently? Mm. I've no idea. I mean, did it come from eating bats? Nobody knows. They say it's wet markets, um, don't they? It, so they say it's uh, sorry markets in Wuhan, where they it could be. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, those markets have been running for for hundreds of years, and you know, we we haven't had you know a disease quite like this before. So you know, yeah. Do, do should should those wet markets continue? Probably not, but you know, it didn't happen last year when we had SARS, which came from I don't know what it was, ducks or something. Um, did, did you know, did that kill hundreds of thousands of people around the world? No, should we have done so- Should the Chinese have done something then? I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but I think finding easy scapegoats like don't eat bats, I mean, it's it's part of the answer but I'm, I'm not sure it's all of the yeah. answer and i think as well how the hell can you regulate that how the hell can you regulate and yeah, control exactly. these markets yeah. i mean they're massive because yeah this yeah. guy on i think joe rogan had him on he's a disease expert he was saying yeah, it's like a mile and a half yeah. long and there's like 30 million people in that district or something like that and it's like you know well right people yeah there, so you can't police it yeah i mean right rightly or wrongly and it doesn't really matter whether it's what we think about it um chinese people love food which is um alive or was very was alive at the point at which you bought it at which point it then had its head chopped off um they regard that as you know the ultimate sign of uh fresh and healthy food now the fact that the the animal might be diseased it doesn't really fit into their their way of looking at, at you know mm. fresh food we you know would struggle i think probably uh to buy a lot of these creatures um down at the pannier market uh on lemon key in Toro. <laughs> um <laughs> going for your carrier bag of, of headless <laughs> terrapins um but you know that's just what people do um even the chinese government i think is going to struggle to to stay in power if they start regulating people buying that sort of stuff. Mm. But maybe it will happen. Not overnight, maybe, but it does, it does seem to be quite a high risk way of um, mixing all these different species. Some of them wild caught, some of them people's Mm. backyard dogs, et cetera. It does seem, you know, quite unwise, let alone the the animal rights side of it, which is kind of a bit, Mm. a bit unrelated, but um, I think, but, you know, p- people are always going to... There's always going to be mixes between people mm. and animals. And people... people if, if people have been eating bats for centuries, they're going to carry mm. on eating bats. Whether they're going to buy the bat at the market and then infect a thousand people at their factory or whether they're going to be catching a bat in their backyard, infecting five, then ten, then mm. a thousand. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that's going to stop. No. I, I think they just need to try and regulate it somehow and not have mm, healthy bats only and not healthy have, bats. you know bats lying next to chickens or you know certain ways yeah. where yeah. it's easy for the transference, transference of bacteria because like I, lo- I looked it up yeah. this market yeah. and they've got like chickens live chickens dead chickens you know next to ferrets and ferrets can yeah, you yeah, think, yeah, you know, yeah, crap, yeah. Like the how easy it would be, you know, from a bacteria to transfer from a chicken, you know, a chicken to a ferret to, to I know to a possum or totally, yeah, exactly, that, yeah, and that, yeah, that, that's that's hundred percent right. There's so many people in China as well. Yeah, and that's why it spreads yeah. so fast. Um, but like, uh, yeah, that's true. Yep. Know what the tube situation is at the minute? Did you see some of the pictures of the tube? Yeah, as horrible as it always is. Like, especially with this going on, and they're saying social distance. But 
he he he's yeah. going to the tube. Yeah, I, it's um, you, you, what can you do? I mean, you know, the, the, the tube is a Victorian creation um, running underneath a 21st century city handling, attempting to handle um, a pandemic, which the only response really is sort of medieval containment measures of, of you know, staying in your castle and not going out and talking mm-hmm. to people and not being very close to them. So, I mean, it, it it doesn't really work. I mean, the tube has got to continue because there's no other way of transporting, you know. So quickly as well. Yeah, sorry, it just it broke up then. Yeah, sorry, that's my phone ringing, which was kind of annoying. Um, yeah, so the, the, the system has to has to keep rolling to, to allow people who, who need or believe that they need to keep traveling around to travel. Um, but yeah, fundamentally it's going to lead to some, um, some spread of the virus, but I guess it's a cost benefit thing. You know, yes, there will be some spread. There'll be fewer people traveling. Um, hopefully there'll be younger and healthier people who are then only going to mix with other young and healthy people. Mm. Um, and and there's no option. So yeah it, it's 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 not great to see it's easy to criticize for the media and journalists and Piers Morgan and so on but I'm, again I'm not totally sure what the what the solution is I, I think yeah no in time but like you know we've we've our downtime and I, I just think we need to see this as an opportunity in some way to yes be productive don't we like you know um I think I did a video yesterday and I was saying, you know, we got the time to create that YouTube channel, that podcast, Absolutely. to exercise. Absolutely. You know, not everyone's in a position to do exercises because they might be restricted, you know, upon disabilities or anything. But yep. still other ways around it, you know, other things we can do. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk, who I know you and I are both extremely fond of, probably depend on for our mental health and, <laughs> and inspiration, has been sort of saying that now is the time for companies to, to build their brand, um, to, you know, continue being amazing, but also for individuals to, to reflect now and, and think about the business that they want to set up in future it reminds us that, you know, most of us think we've only got one shot at life. Um, mm. So, you know, maybe we should be thinking after this, we're going to do something more worthwhile, more um, more enjoyable for us, something that means we can spend more time with our family and friends mm. rather than mm. less. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it's, as you say, there's always opportunity. It, it's sometimes a bit sort of unsavoury to say it, but mm-hmm. I think in the way you've said it, is, is very balanced and and and, and fine um, mm. because we're not talking about selling people overpriced toilet roll or um, you, you know some some fake cure for anything uh, it's actually that if you can help people exercise or you can offer people life coaching counseling to make sense of this situation um, mm. to help them tap into the the hobbies, the interests that they've got, that they could convert into a business or at least an income stream after this, as Gary mm. V is doing every day with his tea with Gary V. Um, <laughs> that, that's all good stuff. Um, and mm. that's, even if people are making money out of it, it's, it's helping other people. Um, and... Yeah, I, I think you know if you can combine making money with doing good, mm. that's that's a, a great place to be. Yeah, it's kind of following your passion, isn't it? And I think you know if you absolutely providing value in some way to people, you know, and that's what it's all about. Yep, yep. Like what what um what ways of kind of would you say you've been kind of coping or ways of benefiting like your kind of mental health or physical emotional health for the minute like would you i think i think not not being too tough on yourself um you know most of us with with kids are you know now attempting to do homeschooling 
and some people are setting themselves and their kids up for a disastrous time by you know planning every quarter of an hour or less of of, of day and trying to mirror you know a school day from eight forty five to three fifteen or three thirty or something. But actually, you know, it wouldn't. And Gary V was saying this as well. You know, it wouldn't actually matter if kids did nothing at all between now and September in, in the big in the big scheme of things. Much more important is that they are happy, um, that they're not panicking, that we're not displacing any fears we've got onto them. Mm. Um, but, you know, there are so many ways now of doing bits of study, bits of learning. Um, that That's equally important. And, you know, learning online communication, um, learning to, you know, improve uh, or at least keep up with what you're doing on the piano or with a foreign language. It, it's never been easier. I think mm. if you sort of say, I want my kid to come out of this smarter, that's tough. I want my kid not to fall behind. Well, you know, fall behind what? You know, everybody's screwed up at the moment. Every, everything's mm. fucked up. Um, mm. So, you know, I don't think people should, should worry too much. Um everyone is going to be very forgiving of all sorts of things after this because it's all out of our control. Mm. Um, finding ways to, yeah, to be kind to yourself, all that kind of jargon, I, I think is super important. Mm. Calling people that you want to speak to but haven't spoken to for a while is good. Um, equally, calling people that you don't like because you feel you ought to, I, I'm not sure that is good. Um mm. I, I, yeah, some routine, like like we started this chat um, discussing, is quite important. But, you know, if you'd get up a bit late um, or you don't manage to get something done, that also doesn't matter. Mm. Um, I, I think, you know, building your network on LinkedIn and uh, everywhere else is good to do. You creating content is good to do. There's a mm. lot of people looking for, you know, different stuff to read, different perspectives having conversations that otherwise wouldn't have happened because, you know, we're not commuting. So we've got, even if we're working a reasonably long day, we're, um, you know, we've got a little bit more spare time than we might normally. Um, mm. So, yeah, there are some of the things I'm doing. Um, not, nothing, yeah. nothing heroic, I don't think. Um, mm. Got lots of pets. They're always good to have at the best of times. <laughs> uh, they focus <laughs> you. Sorry? Again. Sorry, I didn't catch that. What what animal? Have you oh, got? Two, two, two dogs and, and a cat. The cat we found under a hedge in the countryside uh, before Christmas when we're when the family was going through a little bit of a tough time. So that that was like a kind of a bizarre blessing. Um, and he, nice. he's really kind of brought the family together and uh, continues to be a source of, of huge amusement um, and a certain amount of damage. <laughs> <laughs> and also just the quantity of poos that he produces is oh, extraordinary for any animal i mean i've no we've never had cats before i didn't grow up with cats or anything but mm. um the quantity of stuff he's producing in his litter tray is just insane mm. absolutely insane i mean it, probably his body weight in two days <laughs> it's phenomenal um yeah. so that keeps certain people busy you know those sort of routines that have to be done <laughs> yeah keep people <laughs> grounded <laughs> no exactly yeah i've got two da i've got a dad which is oh, pretty nice. massive yeah, uh, nice. ducks and cross and cross cross joe russell so i mean they oh yay you know you're walking right along the garden you'll trip up and you're like what the hell was that and there's like a two foot hole in the ground where they've just <laughs> pour it into the ground somewhere they're trying to kill you yeah <laughs> walking around the garden like there's IEDs everywhere <laughs> but um but no I think we'll we'll get through this and I think you know we'll come out stronger and I think you know we'll be a bit more connected and kinder to one another um yeah yeah and I think, you know, especially with the planet as well and the effect, I don't know if you've seen that, the effect it's had on the planet and places around the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, 
the water's cleared in Venice. Um, the ozone layer is repairing itself. Um, yeah. So, you know, there are positives, I think, you know, to come out of this. And that's what you kind oh, of yeah, have to sure. focus on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But also, I think, you know, we, we will also be missing a lot of things that we will want back. Uh, and, you know, travelling about on our holidays to Portugal or Spain or Cape Verde or Thailand or something is something we will want to do. And um, we should be able to do it. But, you know, all, there's loads of progress being made to make aircraft engines ever more efficient. I'm mm. sure there's all sorts of new solutions coming out to to scoop carbon dioxide out, out of the atmosphere and bury it very deep mm. underground. I mean, I think hopefully as a species, we will definitely get through this, but we'll also get through the bigger challenge of um, stopping and reversing uh, climate change, but without going back to, you know, sort of living in caves and um, and, mm. and you know, sort of hunting wild mammals and, and all that kind of thing. Because actually... Yeah. You know, it's a lot nicer living in a house than in a cave. It's a lot nicer going to a supermarket than it is, you know, trying mm. to snare things or, mm. or or grub up wild garlic from a hedgerow. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I for one, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, all the things from the modern world that, that currently we're, mm. we're not able to access. Even flying, mm. which I, I'm very scared of. I'm now thinking, oh, my God, what would I give to be scared in an aircraft right now? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you want what you can't do. You know that's a weird human thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think you'd be even more scared with the current situation if you was to fly. You'd be scared <laughs> of flying, plus the, the airspeed got a virus on top of that. Do you know what I mean? That it's, is that is a very good point. I remember when I me and my girlfriend went to France for um, four or five days and on the plane coming back, this is kind of as the virus was in the news in China and yeah. those people on the, on the plane with face masks and I felt a bit, you know, uneasy. Yeah, yeah. But you, I think your mind and your imagination can play tricks on you. I think, um, especially if we cough or we sneeze, we kind of diagnose ourselves with having the virus yeah, and exactly. stuff. And I, I coughed a few times this morning and I was like, yeah, have I got it? This is well, it. What's going on? This is it. And then, I better write my will. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all hypochondriacs now. That's right. But I think, just like I say, you just need to be mindful, relax, and try and be positive and be productive, and you know, help people, isn't it? Yeah, totally not right. too absolutely. I think overreact. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and on on that theme, unfortunately, I've got to carry on with my day job. Uh, yeah, because um, I've got yeah, um, I've got a couple of students with uh, with issues of dissertations that need to. Awesome. check in with work. me they've just mess- messaged me while we've been talking but yeah. um maybe we'll catch up again later this week and um and yeah. see how things yeah. are turning out uh, in particular in new york which uh is, is clearly um a lot. totally totally uh and and could be as the same as or, or worse than uh you know those regions of italy mm-hmm. um but but also let, let's keep an ear on joe rogan gary v and others and um have to have some more positive stuff to pump out as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. But no, no it's a pleasure to talk with you again. And um, likewise, thanks really for the appreciate- invite. I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, it's oh, good for welcome. us to be talking as well. So, um, yeah, and and I guess either of us would would sort of say to to others if if they want to join us in mm. either of our podcasts or joint ones, um, we'd be happy to have a chat with anyone, wouldn't we? Yeah, that's it. I mean, how can people get in touch with you? um as well like your uh probably so, email yeah. is the easiest yeah G- m-i-l-s dot hills h-i-l-l-s at gmail.com and then um we can set something up yeah yeah sweet awesome i must go no, thank you Mills. yeah take care have a great right, day thanks for the invite again be good you're welcome <laughs> bye. take care bye bye Hi, I would just like to say a massive thank you for tuning into this podcast and I'm really, really grateful to be on this path and journey with you all. 
If you would ever like to provide feedback, you can do so by going on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review, or you can send me an email at the positivity podcast at gmail.com. All feedback is much appreciated. If you would like to donate anything at all, I have a Patreon account where you can donate a small amount and you get exclusive content from the podcast. Or I also have a PayPal if you would like to donate anything as well. Just a small gesture. And all donations all go towards the podcast and making it a better experience for you all. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes.